Hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to the first ever episode of Fire in the Valley. I am your host, Erin Murphy, and I am so pumped to be doing this, you guys. So excited. My hopes and dreams for this podcast is that you are able to learn more, live out, and share the Catholic faith with others. For this first episode, I want to really give you guys some background on who I am. So a little about me. Like I said before, I'm Erin. I'm from Missoula, Montana. I'm currently a junior at the University of Montana studying marketing. I was on the track team for two years but decided not to go back over the summer and I'll get more into that a little bit later. Uh, I work at a daycare. I'm also in the middle of an internship right now with the Grizzly Athletics marketing team which I'm very passionate about sports as well, so it has been a very awesome experience getting to work with them. So you're probably wondering how I got started doing this podcast. So let's bring it back a few years to my childhood. I grew up Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. I was baptized when I was a baby, received my first communion. But growing up, I didn't really have that many Catholic friends. There weren't a lot of kids my own age that went to my childhood parish. So outside of Sunday Mass and prayers that I would do on my own, I didn't really know what it actually meant to be Catholic. So now I want to jump ahead a few more years to my senior year of high school. Uh, that fall, my grandpa got sick. And in November of 2019, he ended up passing away. And I was very close to my grandpa. and It was really hard on me for a long time. And I started going to a youth group because I knew that I needed Jesus, that he was the only one that would be able to heal me. And this youth group that I was going to, it wasn't Catholic, but I think that it really, it was really the first time that I had had interactions with people, with Christians of my own age. And I, that really resonated with me because I had never really had that before. I didn't have friends that I could talk to about Jesus about what I was feeling that had the same beliefs as me but at the same time there was something missing there because and I I learned so much there but something was missing so then spring of 2020 that's when COVID hit and so I start my freshman year of college right in the midst of COVID everything's pretty much still shut down it was hard but my sister actually had sent me a Facebook post for Christ the King Parish in Missoula which is the university parish and it was for a welcome week it was the first week of school so they were hiking the M after the 7 p.m. mass luckily for me this was also the first year that the University of Montana had focused missionaries on campus so I got to meet all of them at this mass that I went to and it was incredible. I went and hiked to the M with them afterwards. Kaylee, I started going to one of their Bible studies and it was so transformational for me to be able to have those people that are the same age as me and to have these virtuous friendships, people that I know that I can trust. I know that I can talk about whatever I'm struggling with with them. And so I started this Bible study and I was like, holy cow, there's so much that I don't know about my own faith in the church that I've been a part of my whole life. And I just wanted to learn more and more. And so I wasn't confirmed in high school. So, but it was always something that I wanted. I wanted to be confirmed into the church. And so I got confirmed Easter vigil of, I guess I was 2021. And it changed my whole life. The amount of grace that I have received from the Lord through my confirmation is really unreal. And it's just been awesome. Like looking back at how little I knew about my own faith and then being surrounded by people that also don't know everything, but they're striving to learn and to grow their relationship with Christ. 
is so beautiful and it just makes me so happy. Happy that I am able to have these amazing friendships with them. But also like we're pursuing souls. We're pursuing Jesus. We're pursuing helping people get to heaven, being disciples of Christ. And then to go another year ahead to last December, I was in adoration. And before college, I didn't even know what adoration was. So last December, I was at an adoration, some random Thursday. And at that time, I was just kind of letting things of the world take precedent over my relationship with Christ. And I remember sitting there and I was just staring at the Eucharist up on the altar. And I started to hear this voice in my head, but it wasn't my voice. It wasn't really my thoughts. So I started to write down what I was hearing because I was like, this is Jesus talking to me right now in a new way that I had not experienced from him before. He was revealing himself to me in such a new way that I wasn't even really sure if it was him. So I started writing it down and the first thing he said to me was, be still with me, my child, for I am your peace. And then he told me, I will not put forth things that you cannot overcome. My child, I have already died for you. I have conquered the world. There is nothing you can do to lessen my desire for you. Together, we can change souls. And I was kind of questioning whether it was my own thoughts or not. And I was like, Jesus, is this you? Is this you? And he said, this is me. I am the one who has taken on all the sin of the world because of my endless love for you. And I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Still not sure if this is you, Jesus. And he said, stay with me. Do not be ashamed of what you have done. Come to me so I can heal you. My child, you are so strong, but your strength comes through me, the king of the world. So Jesus really humbled me there because in that he was saying, yeah, you could try and do it all on your own, but that strength that you have, it comes through me. You can't do it. You can do it on your own, but it's not going to be fulfilling. And after that, he said, please stay with me. I have so much in store for you. I am beyond all understanding. And he kept saying, look at me while I'm kneeling before the king of the world, looking at him up on the altar, recognizing that he is here. He is in this room. That is his body that he gave up for us, whether we believe in him or not. And that's like one of the crazy things about Jesus that I don't think a lot of people understand is that in the beginning, God gave us a choice. You can follow me, but you don't have to. And he tells us, like, I have greater things for you than you could even imagine. But you don't have to follow me. Because he gave us that free will, that right to choose. Because he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to be forced into loving him. There is no greater act of love than that. And to say, I love you so much, but I'm not going to force you into it. He's saying, I love you so much, but I will love you from afar if I have to. I will love you from a distance. And that's crazy because even when we don't choose him, he never stops pursuing us. Even when we fall, he never leaves us. So then in that conversation too, he said, please stay here with me. I have so much in store for you. I am beyond all understanding. But just like that, look at me. Do you see me? And he said, I never leave your side. Believe me that you are mine. My daughter, be with me. I have a plan for you. I know you don't think you deserve my mercy and love, but you have it in the fullest. I think that's another important thing to point out is that none of us deserve God's love and mercy. And it's hard to understand that, like, how can God send down his only son to die for us? We know that it's because of his infinite love for us, but I don't think that we can ever fully understand that besides an act of love. And then he goes on to say to me, I feel your pain. I feel when you are hurting, when you are ashamed of your sins, when you feel alone, I am there. My child, you are never alone. 
trust me, my daughter. I think it's so easy for us to forget that Jesus experienced the same things that we do. God sent down his son in the flesh, part man, part God, to live life with us so that we could know God's love. And he lived with sinners. He walked with them. He guided them. He didn't turn their backs on them. He he tells us over and over again, I know you. I know your heart. I feel your pain. But if you just follow me so that you can be whole, so that like come see for yourself the greatness of the Lord, that you will be fulfilled in him. And right now my mind wants to take this a million different directions, but I'm going to try and stay on topic and finish going through my notes from that adoration. So one of the other main things I really loved was he said, because I was kind of bantering with him, you know, and being like, why, why are you showing up like this now? Why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you show up in the same presence before? And he said, you needed to hear my voice to be reminded that I am alive and I will not leave you stranded. So no matter how far gone you feel from God, he's not going to leave you stranded. Ooh, got chills reading that. And then I was like, and then I think it's so funny because in this conversation I'm having right after the next sentence after that, I just explained why I'm here now speaking. You may not fully understand now, but with time you will. Then he just said, I love you. Wow. Reading this every time just makes me, it's like, wow, that was real. Continue to seek me and you will find me. Do not look for the world's answers. Ask me your questions and I will guide you. Only I can make you whole. And then another part of this, he said, he said, stop keeping things from people. Stop Stop letting yourself fester in these questions. You know, like other people can provide comfort for you too, if it's the right people. Your friends in Christ, go to them and talk about these problems. Go and, you know, ask for their help because we're not in this alone. My brothers and sisters, we are not in this alone. We're very much in it together because Jesus doesn't ask us to be alone. He asks us to follow him, not just one person, all of us. He asks each and every single one of us says, follow me. And all of us have so many questions like, how could I? Why do you want me to follow you? I'm not good enough. You are good enough because you are made in the image and likeness of God. How cool is that? That's so cool. Think about that. That's another thing recently. I'm like, you hear that all the time and you're just like, yeah, I know I'm made in the image and likeness of God, but just like actually think about that for a second. You are made in the image and likeness of God. How freaking cool is that? Believe that because that is the truth. And then at the end of our conversation, he said, remember who I am. I am a redeemer, a giver of life. I am for you. I want you to see yourself as I see you. You are enough. You are my beautiful child. Why do you doubt yourself in who you are? Know that I am God. Know that I am God. So he really just told me right there that it was him after he told me a thousand times in the midst of that conversation. But he ended it with know that I am God. I think especially looking back at that conversation that I had with Jesus, it is so important when we're in prayer to not just be in yes, bring your intentions, bring bring your junk to Jesus, but also make time to listen to him because I think we miss so much because we're in our own heads and our minds, our ears are not open to the Lord and we think that we know better and we end up talking to ourselves a lot, but we need to be able to make 
can distinguish that. And in prayer, it is so important to actually listen to what Jesus is saying. Like, clear your mind. Ask God, what what do you want me to do, God? What is the next step? And how do I get there? And he will tell you. Trust me, he's gonna move you places that are so uncomfortable. But there's so much fruit in that. Get on that a little bit later. So after I had this conversation with Jesus, that was when I learned to love to go to confession. And that has been one of the biggest growing points that I have had thus far in my faith life is because I'm not carrying around all this dirt anymore. I try to go to confession once a week or every other week. At the very least, I go once a month now. I realized that Jesus gave us this gift of confession so that we don't have to live in our sins so that he can, if we don't bring our sins to him, then we're just walking around worrying about all of these things that can't be healed yet because we haven't taken them to Jesus. And I will tell you, it is kind of weird. You feel awkward going to confession like the first few times that you really go. You guys want to know why we feel that way? It's because the devil doesn't, Satan doesn't want us to go to confession so he feeds us these lies. It's like, oh, you're going to mess up. Oh, that priest is going to judge you. All of these lies. That's why it's so powerful because most of the time you don't go to confession because you're scared. You're scared of admitting your faults. But Jesus, he already knows all of our faults. He wants us to bring them to him. So learn to love confession because it is awesome and it will change everything in your life. Stop walking around with all that junk. Why do you want to do that? Stop doing it. Just go to confession. It's great. So the next part of my journey to creating this podcast, which I'm not going to go too too much into it this episode because I think I'm going to do an entire episode on this, but I really just started to understand the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and how important and sacred that is. And it's a miracle. Like every day at mass, Jesus is coming to us, his true body, his true blood. And that just kind of started to change my heart. So now fast forward to over this past summer, just a couple months ago, that was probably one of the most fun summers. I have ever had and you know why because I was on fire for Jesus like all summer I was spending time with people that also want to grow and share the love of Christ with others who like I could just have conversations with every single day about Jesus and I was like look at how Jesus is like look at how good he is and I was able to share with them like and really look at my day-to-day like wow look at this gift that he has given me so easy to get caught up in all of the things that suck but there's a lot of good things we miss because we get caught up in all of the sucky stuff so i also over the summer was going to daily mass pretty consistently for like the first time ever so that was also really cool because with learning or realizing the miracle that happens every day at mass in the eucharist and that jesus is literally in the host that that is his fullness. I was like, I want to receive that more, if not every single day. That's why I started going to daily mass and realized how important that is. And then in the middle of the summer, like I said before, I did track at the University of Montana for two years. I threw a hammer and discus. And for the first time in my life, I didn't miss doing track literally the first time in my life because my mom, she was a track coach for nine years. And when I was two weeks old, she carried me around in a baby pack. So I've been around track literally all of my life. And yeah, so for the first time over the summer, I was just like, you know, I don't really miss it. And I started thinking about what my life would look like if I used the time that I would be at practice, at lifts. You know, I was thinking about all of that time that I spent doing my sport. And I was like, 
man, once summer's over, it's going to be really hard for me to get to daily mass and to, you know, hang out with these friends that bring me closer to Jesus. They'll hold me accountable in living out my faith. And I was like, I don't think I can go back to, I don't want to go back to not having these things in my day-to-day life. So I had a lot of conversations with my parents, Father Kirby and Father Tyler. I think it was when I met with Father Tyler. And I didn't know Father Tyler for very long before this conversation because he had just came to our parish, newly ordained, known him for like two months, maybe. But he just asked me a real question and he's very simple question, but very real. And he said, why do you want to quit track? Like, what is driving? What do you think is driving this thought, basically? And I don't think I hesitated for very long or at all. I just said, I want to spend more time with the Lord. And I know that if I'm in track, that it's, I'm not going to have that time to be able to go to daily mass and to, and to have more time to just spend with Jesus, like in my day-to-day life. Like I knew that I wouldn't have that and in a capacity that I could, but I just like, why am I spending my time doing this thing? I don't think I want to do anymore, but I love it. But it just doesn't, I felt almost too comfortable where I was at. And that's how I knew that God was trying to push me somewhere else. And Father Tyler said to me, he said, it's not that track is a bad thing, that sports are bad things. Because they're obvious, they're not. They are great things. And they're still, that's one thing that I am passionate about is sports. I love them. I love watching and going to football and basketball and baseball games. But there is, those are good things. But he said there's good and then there's a greater good, which is Jesus. And he said, if those good things, if you feel like those are getting in the way of your relationship with Jesus, that's when God asks us to move. And it's not the sports themselves. It's the things surrounding them. And you know, the people you're with on a day-to-day basis. And like, are those people pushing you closer or farther away from Christ? So after a lot of conversations and prayer, I decided not to go back to the team. And so far, I have seen so much fruit come from it. And in just random ways that I never expected. I've just seen so much opportunity at my own parish and now here on this podcast in ways that I can share my faith and to help others learn and grow and just live out the life of a disciple and that I have the opportunity to help people get to heaven. Like that's what we're here for. That's that's kind of the whole point is to help each other get to heaven, to love each other and help each other get to heaven. So that is my story and I am so excited to be making this podcast to share with you guys and I am super pumped to have some guests on and just to talk about Jesus with you guys. Thank you guys for listening and God bless.